No ketchup. No ketchup. Good, my people. Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me, as always. We had a couple weeks off because of the holidays, but we're back. We're locked and loaded. A lot of stuff going on in the NFL and in the NBA. We're going to open the show talking about Russell Wilson, this situation with Sean Payton and the Broncos out in Denver. Looks like Russ is 100% on the way to being released here in the next few months. It's not going to close the season. A lot to break down. Money, politics, every drama, peace. Thing. Anything you want in drama is in this situation going on in Denver. We're going to talk about that. And then I want to get Big Nick the Quick's definition of an NMVP, Brock Purdy situation. He goes down in flames over the last week. Now Lamar Jackson is the favorite, but the numbers aren't there. We had a lot of things to break down in that. What makes an MVP? We'll talk about it. Then the AFC big picture overall. I'm going to try to sneak in some talk about the hard knocks. Uh, in-season episodes with the Miami Dolphins. I think they're interesting. It's fun to get the inside look at a team that's actually competing and it could potentially be a real deal team to deal with in the AFC. You weren't you weren't and, a fan of the Cardinals last year? No, that's what I'm saying. I, no, <laughs> a, absolutely not. Shout out Cliff Kingsbury. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to get into some NBA stuff. Who's the best point guard in the NBA? And what does Big Nick the Quick and myself want from their point guard? That's a big question I got for Nick. I think that's really interesting because there are some phenomenal point guards in the league right now from Shea Gildas-Alexander to Jalen Brunson to Luka to Trey Young. What do you want from your point guard? We'll talk about it all. No catch on Sports Talk Bay Chicago. Big Nick the Quick, what's happening, man? Happy How New we, Year and all that, man. How we feeling, man? How we feeling? Man, I'm on my second cup of coffee already. What time is uh, it? It's 1130. I'm feeling good, man. Coffee How are you? Super late. I'm great, man. I'm wonderful. You know, seven, seven, my coffee's yeah, late. Super late. Eleven thirty. <laughs> you slept in today? Well, like, that's like almost, that's like almost lunchtime. I slept in a little bit because I'll give you the rundown on what I was doing. So yesterday I flew in. I had a flight from Chicago to New York at seven a.m. So I left. You know, like five forty-five, six. Got to New York. I did Nick's pregame with those guys for the Thunder game. Then I came home. I did the NBA bet stream for Nick's Thunder. Then I shot a pod after that. So I was up late. It was a long day. And, uh, yeah, I slept until like 9, 9.30, man, you know. So, yeah, my second cup. My second cup yeah, right now. Go, man. Like good, 30, man. Man. Yeah, 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 easing so. into the day, man. Hey, man, did you get any presents, bro? Uh, Yeah, yeah. You got a couple? A few. Yeah, I got a few. I mean, I'm not I'm not going into it expecting anything. No, that's what like I'm saying. Kid, but, yeah, I got a few things. I am completely, like – not expecting any no 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 of course i got a couple things but i'm i'm not expecting anything yeah i I, honestly i don't want anything right this shit is not for me anymore it's not about me get the ladies get the kids kids. i don't even have kids kids. yeah yeah it really changes when you do because it's kind of like every every gift that you end up buying for somebody else takes away from your kid who it's ultimately about but yeah yeah, we don't get like, like crazy about it. There are people who get like real crazy as far as like you know, like the, the, the couples gifts exchange and stuff like that on Christmas. We've never really been like that. Like, I've gotten her some dope shit before, but it's never like the expectation of 
diamonds and you know all this crazy shit that it seems like people do. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I'm not gonna knock it if that's what you're into, but um, you know, right. especially when you have the kids, bro. Like she's 13, so it's like the gifts now are not like stocking stuffers. We're talking, she got an Apple Watch Facts. and shit like that. You know what I'm and saying? And forget so, about forget about deep. getting socks and cool with it. Yeah. JM, that's what I'm looking for. I love, I love socks. Give me that. I'm fucking cool with it. That's what I yeah. want. <laughs> shout, out, shout, out you know J- shout out Jay Money. The socks, yeah, the socks are legit. We need those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no doubt, man. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy New Year here coming up. Um, let's jump right into it. Denver Broncos and Sean Payton come out Sean and have Payton. essentially have essentially said, yeah, nah, we not we not with this. Russell Wilson situation here in Denver. This shit is over. And it is a very telling. If you've been listening to No Catch Up over the years, we have been talking about this type of situation so much. It's it's at nauseum how we've talked about if the coach doesn't pick the quarterback and he starts to fuck up, it's a ticking time bomb that he's going to move off that dude, no matter the cost, no matter the situation. I'm not dealing with the guy that I'm not backing and don't like. Brian Flores did not like Tua in Miami. He wanted nothing to do with folks. Was that the right decision? Probably not. But if that's how you see it and you're running the franchise, guys got to move around. And it looks like Sean Payton is done, or he is done with Russell Wilson. I'll say this, Nick. You You know what's interesting? And because I was paying attention to very minute details, when the Broncos were playing the Patriots, because I had quite a bit of money on the Broncos to get a W in that spot on a teaser. When they were down big, it didn't look like Russell Wilson, he had no emotion when everything was going on. And I didn't feel like it was because he was composed. It felt like he didn't really give a fuck about the outcome either way. It was like, this situation is bad. Uh, we're not going to go to the playoffs as it sits as it sits right now, so I'm not really worried about it. Now, is that easy to say as we record this and that he's been benched? Sure, but I was locked in. And if you go back and look at the clip of Sean Payton yelling at Russell Wilson on the sideline, Russell Wilson didn't make a face, didn't do anything. He was just stone faced, listened to him, and let him walk off. No reaction whatsoever. And that's not what happens when you're a guy that's locked in cares about the outcome, cares about the overall situation, has a healthy relationship with your head coach, there's going to be a little back and forth, some conversation. He just he just sat there and listened. You know what it is, Nick? It's like when you're, when, when, when you, when you're done with your girlfriend and she yelling at you and you like, man, you can say, this shit is over with. You can say I don't even have it in me to defend myself. No, I'm not even yeah. going to defend myself. I'm not about to go back and forth with you and argue with you especially on national TV. You know what? I'm going to get out of here and go hang out with my family for Christmas. I don't care if we win this game or not. That's what it felt like. A guy that was completely checked out. Talk to me about the overall situation. Then we'll get into these financials and and how big of a deal it's going to be to release this guy and deal with an $80 plus million cap hit next year. What are the options? Talk to me about the overall feeling when you saw it come across the Twitter feed. I'll admit this. First and foremost, I clearly I misread this situation when they brought in Sean Payton, um, and kind of one of those things where I'm look. If I should look back at it, I should have I should have known better, 
and uh, trusted what I was seeing from him as far as what his feelings truly were. So I, I get where you're coming from as far as the you come in, there's already a guy in place. If he makes mistakes, you're not going to necessarily uh, fall on the sword for that guy because he's not your guy. I think this was a little bit different. And from what I'm seeing right now, uh, I believe that Sean Payton at no point in time, no matter what happened, he was, gonna was going to up. commit on to Russell Wilson, right? And you can look back at when he came in. Remember when they first hired him? The comments towards Russell Wilson before he'd even coached him were inflammatory, right? It was like, no, this is my show. You're not going to have an office. You're going to go by my rules. We won't be having any of that, right? So, like, to even come in that way, which at the time I thought was rubbed me the wrong way, right? Because, like, if you're trying to have a positive relationship, you don't necessarily come in that heavy-handed, right? Like, especially to a guy, it's not like Russ was like a second or third year guy who's trying to figure out. This is a veteran quarterback who had won a lot in this league, including a Super Bowl, right? So I felt like he deserved a little bit more respect coming in, regardless of what happened last year, than what Payton gave him. But that should have been the first number one red flag that Sean Payton actually didn't give a fuck, right? I was under the impression that they hired him and said, hey, because of the, the money that we owe, because of what we've given up, because of our current situation as a franchise, you just have to find a way to make this work. Now, you can coach him how you want to. You can be heavy-handed, right? It will be your show. He's not going to be CEO Russell, but you have to make it work with him. But what I've seen, very clearly, that was not the case, right? He came in there and decided, I don't care what happens. I don't care if Russell Wilson plays well, which if we're being honest, compared to last year and just overall, Russell Wilson is not the problem. For Sean Payton to get up there and say that this is a football decision and he just wants to win games this year and you go to a quarterback uh, from Russell Wilson to Jarrett Stidham, even though Russell Wilson has 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions, not a bad year. They've won ball games because of him this year or at least haven't lost games because of him. It's really the defense that's been the problem for them overall, especially in the first half of the season. But to get up there and say this is a football decision is absolute bullshit. And that's where I lost respect for Sean Payton. Just be honest. Hey, I didn't like the guy. I want to be in charge of this whole program. There can't be two egos this size in here. I have to be in charge. Russ is too big of a personality for me to have in the locker room. I personally don't like him. It doesn't matter how he plays. And I just want to move on. <laughs> right? That's that's the honest answer. Don't tell me it's a football decision. If you were the coach here last year and it was that type of season that he was having, you could 100% get up there and say it's a football decision. Russell Wilson has not played bad. I'm not telling you he's an MVP, but come on, man. You've watched the games. We've watched the film. He has not been terrible this year. He has been manageable, especially if you're trying to win out for the rest of the season. Russell Wilson absolutely gives you a better chance of that than Jared Sidham. So stop the cap. Don't get up there bullshitting. Be honest about what it is. And then we're talking about him yelling at Russ on the sidelines the other day. Well, it came out yesterday, the last few weeks, they've been pressuring Russ to change his deal so that they don't have to pay him if he gets hurt. So he's like, fuck you. I don't fuck you. No, I'm not changing my deal so that you can makes it easier for you to bench me or do whatever. And I'm just giving away money to make you happy. I'm not going to be here next year regardless. He knew he's not an idiot. So, man, listen, man, I, this is more of a Sean Payton thing for me. And Sean Payton's another one of those guys. If we're being honest, I, I got a list of them. We can sit down and talk about it. But guys who did shit decades ago and are still riding off that success. Tell me your favorite Sean Payton moment in the last 15 years. And I'll sit here and wait. Because they won a Super Bowl when we were in fucking college. It's the last time Sean Payton had his glory moments. So don't get me started, man. I, 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 that That's my issue. <laughs> He's full of shit. He's always been full of shit. 
and just tell it like it is. I don't like when people get up there and start lying like we're dumb. And that's disrespectful to Russell Wilson, who didn't do anything to you. He deserves better than that. We are not the biggest Russell Wilson guys on the planet. No, we, we are, are not. not. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be around him, but I don't think he's a bad guy. And I don't think he's done anything to deserve this type of treatment where you are a thousand percent scapegoat. When you hear the quote, he's like, well, I can't replace all five of my offensive linemen. I can't replace my wide receivers. It's like, how about yourself? Because if you're Sean Payton, the master, you should have came in here and made things happen. Russell Wilson didn't get beat by 70 points in Miami. You were part of that too. Say some accountability. It's crazy, man. But this is the thing about the, the coaching situations. When you don't pick your quarterback, you don't have to take accountability until you you got your own guy. That's but the you turn that, around that's and what makes on a that, guy who hasn't played bad. But that's what makes it that's the beauty of the whole thing. Like, I don't agree that he hasn't played bad. Yeah, he's been okay. He's been he's solid. Okay, he's been fine. He's been solid. He's been solid. I, I will say this, that. and I tweeted out. I was watching the Broncos versus the Patriots. He was looking to get out of the pocket at any point. Every time there was a snap, he was catching and running. He the he's been playing okay. Yeah, he's playing. Fine. He hasn't been playing solid. I the will say this. Solid. I don't the you took it more literally than me when Peyton said, "Hey." Well, the, the spark on offense is bullshit. Spark on <laughs> the, offense with Jared Stidham. The what do spark you mean took it more serious. That's what the man said. No, no, no. The spark on offense is bullshit. But he, I didn't take it as literally as you as where, hey, man, I'm going to be here the next six plus years. He's talking about big picture, winning. All, all I want to do is win. And what he was saying was down the road, Russell Wilson's not going to lead me there. That's what. That's his opinion. That's what he thinks. That's what he was getting at. Well, these last two games. The spark, but if he says a spark on offense and then says that, he means this year. He but, is talking about this year. Nah, he did, he's, yes, not, he but he's not. Nick, he's not talking. I want to win. Nick, why, why would he be talking about this year? Be, be, why Nick. wouldn't he be talking about this year? That's what he's talking about. He's literally Nick, saying this Nick, year. If he was talking about the offseason, he wouldn't be Nick, talking that way. Nick, we're talking big picture, bro. We're You're talking big apologists. Getting I, I no, 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 okay. no, no. Getting yeah. rid of Russell Wilson right now is a big picture thing. What are we talking, sure, but he's what are you talking about? About a spark right now. He's talking about a spark. Jarrett Stidham is going to give me the spark to carry us the rest of the season. You think he's talking about Jarrett Stidham as a spark for next year? Nick, Nick. Hey, I want to see what Jarrett Stidham has because I might go to bat with Jarrett the, Stidham. In no, Nick. What I'm getting at is this: the spark thing is bullshit. I said that he doesn't give a fuck about Stidham or Russell. The spark thing was bullshit. The overall big picture of I just want to do all I want to all I want to do is win. That's the main pri priority here. He's talking big picture shit. He's now, bullshit. Sean Sean Payton has won a lot of games in this league, and I know he's only won one Super Bowl. It's really hard to win the Super Bowl, and he might have another one if he gets a pass interference call on, on a on a on a wheel route in New Orleans. We could talk about that another time, but. He's, cons he's consistently won 10, 11, 12 games throughout his career. Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, all that stuff. Sean Payton is overall, I believe, a, still a good coach in the NFL, like him or not. But this situation and the ownership – well, let's zoom out a little bit here too. The Broncos just had a major restructure in ownership. There was a huge fight on that. The previous owner passed. That family wanted to get out from under the team. They sold it to, I believe, the Walmart family. And they own it now. And they then go get Russell without Sean Payton. Then Sean Payton comes in. 
So a lot of stuff going on in Denver. They haven't been to the playoffs in eight years. There's a lot of things going on over there. But to eat an 80-plus million-dollar cap hit, to me, is absolutely absurd. You're punting on the entire next season. I'd rather bring him back at the number I owe, but I guess if I guess I guess if you cut him and eat the cap hit next year, you don't have to eat it. Either way, you were he gonna have to eat a big want cap the number. Man in the building, and he has full autonomy. It doesn't matter if the cap hit is eight hundred and fifty million. Right, he doesn't want him in there. You talk about this all the time. Yeah, I don't doesn't. want the guy. I can't stand looking at his face every day when I walk in the building. <laughs> I don't want him in my quarterback. Me, you remember what this reminds me of? To like a lesser extent, remember we used yeah. to watch the Hard Knocks with the Raiders. And it was clear that Gruden hated David Carr. It oh didn't matter God. what or Derek Carr is it Derek Derek Carr. Derek it didn't Carr, matter yeah. what Derek Carr did, right? Derek Carr could be the best teammate. Yes, man, he could fill up the fucking Gatorade bottles. It didn't matter. Gruden wanted this guy out of his sight. Peyton does. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I want you out. That's why Russ isn't restructuring his deal for what you want me gone anyways. Want to give back right. money so you can gut me anyways? Yeah, and I get less money. Fuck that. Yeah, no, I get it. But I was getting as as I was I was trying to be I was trying to put on my ownership hat. You know what I'm saying? That like, hey man, whatever's gonna cost deal. us the least amount of money, bro. Gotta sit down, man. Fuck it. Like we not I'm not about to pay buddy all this money and you all this money. Someone gotta save me some money at some point. But it is in that situation because it's either 80 million, I believe the following year, the next hit was like 50 plus million on dead cap. So I guess the sooner you can get out from under it, the you better. You want to get out of it now, yeah. yeah. You don't want to spread that out over two years. You want to get out of it now. But this also raises a really interesting question on when are these coaching – if I'm an owner, these coaching – these guaranteed coaching contracts are absurd. I'm never signing a coach longer than two or three years. Five, six-year deals at $18 million per, and it's all guaranteed? Peyton, of course he has the autonomy because they owe him $90 million regardless. They're in a really bad situation because if they say they were to pick Russ and fire Peyton, they owe they owe him ninety million anyway. They owe each dude a whole bunch of money, so it doesn't really matter. So it's a really nasty situation. But as a Broncos fan, Nick, how are you? How would you take it? How do you perceive it? Is it the right move? Is it the wrong move? And we'll close it on just talking about the marriage. As Bart Scott said, the arranged marriages never work. And that's exactly what this is. And we can kind of lean in and start talking about the Bears a little bit because that's a very similar situation that they're in right now. I want them to go get a new coach. Go get a new coach. Are you going to pair him with Justin Fields, who I want as well? That's where the situation is gets really sticky. And that's why it's I legitimately believe Ryan Poles, Kevin Warren, and the Bears are in one of the most difficult situations in league history. When it comes to stop, the future, stop, stop saying Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren is is worried about one thing and one thing only. That is a stadium. Like I, we got it. I know you. I know you think that. No, I've had, I had this has... conversation. I literally just had this conversation with someone who knows. Like it was Kevin Warren is there for one reason. Kevin Warren got Wait, a stadium so you... in Minnesota. Got a stadium wherever he was before that. That's what he does. It's not. Oh, so he's, he's not, not here for football. He's no not one's a football asking... man. No he's one's not asking... a football man. No, he's he a, he's. To, a... He has to approve he, the money. He definitely is a football guy. If you go, has, his, his background is all football. Sure, and his it was, background it, it, the it, last it has, eight years is getting stadiums across the line, and it has and it has roster construction back with Minnesota under the under his yeah, belt as well. Sure. And then he went to the Big Ten, and then now he's with the Bears. Yeah, because so you, you're saying all those abysses. So you're saying business. anytime roster construction comes up, he just covers his ears. 
Stadium construction. <laughs> okay. Does Caleb, does, Caleb, does Caleb Williams have a forklift? I don't want to hear about it. Does he have an uncle with okay. one? Then I don't want to hear about it. That's okay. what Kevin Warren's well, here for. It's, it's it's clear. That's what he's here for. It's just, you hire a stadium guy when you're trying to build a stadium. <laughs> he's not here to fucking pick your defensive line. Guy. He's not all a stadium guy, though. I get he's what a you're stadium saying. guy. He yeah. would meaning everything about the stadium. This is a multiple multi level type deal. You can't. This is what he does. I got one across the line in Minnesota. Prior to that, I got one over here. I got the contacts for my Big Ten job. I am I've transitioned from football to business guy, and that's okay. Yeah, for sure. You can't fire the coach without me saying yes. Yeah, you can't sign a $100 million contract without me saying yes. But if you think I'm in the building with you guys watching film and saying, oh, that's a guy we need to take, you're mistaken, man. He's not a football guy. I think I mean this is football. too this is too hard of a take for not knowing exactly. I believe I think you're you're a little too dug in on that without having. I literally the, just had this conversation for the, yeah yeah okay. What were you saying? You got a a, a source you well, you yeah. can't give them up or something? What's your, it's not even about that. It's just a dude who would know, and it was like, hey, is Kevin Warren here for football or for stadium? And it was Kevin Warren is here for stadium. It was that specific question. You can't share what I mean. I'm not telling you to give up no sources, but that was the. It, I don't put anybody out there for their. Yeah, 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 but, but yeah, someone to be believed that no roster construction, none of that shit. He's that's there not what money. he's here. Yeah, he's not. That's not what he's here for. That's right. So Ryan. So then. So, well, then that goes back to the conversation that we had. I guess so. Then it's Ryan Poles and ownership, because the golf conversation that we had was Ryan Poles doesn't have full autonomy. So then. Are we talking he about? He has a boss. I'm just, yeah. Listen, man, you, I don't think you can make any major decision without Kevin Warren signing off of it, but I don't think he's involved in the day to day of those major decisions. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Sounds like a okay. boss. Like the direction. <laughs> of, yeah. Every exactly. boss. Oh, yeah. oh, he, oh, oh, you don't know what's going on, but you're going to make the final call. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that's, 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 yo, that, yeah. that's so, well, that that's, necessarily that's, that's, that like, making... that's in any job. It's like, oh, sure. you're not, you're not down in the trenches with us day to day, making like seeing how this shit yeah, runs. And your bosses have no idea what the fuck you're doing yeah, every exactly. day. But if Sean, if Sean wants a raise. It has to go to, it has to go to that man's desk. That's about it. But guess yes. what he's working on? He's not working on the fucking pregame show for the Knicks. He's worried about right. something different. Right. Facts. Doesn't care. Facts. It's just Facts. part of Facts. his larger scope of things. Right. So to close this out, right move to come off of Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's the right move, wrong explanation. I don't have a problem. With, I don't have a problem with coming off Russell Wilson if that's what you want to do. If I was a Broncos fan, I'd definitely feel a certain type of way about it. Because again, it, it feels dirty because he played. You asked him to play better this year, and he played better. Now I know it wasn't harder to play better than he played last year, but I don't like the scapegoating. That tells me a lot about Peyton that this is a guy who doesn't take accountability at all. I don't like the quote about the five. I can't replace five receivers. I can't replace. I can't replace all my linemen. It's like, whoa, it's just a player problem. It's a personnel problem. All right. I wasn't here when this was all put together. But to your point, you probably do the same thing. It's human nature, man. I'm not, I'm not taking uh I'm not taking credit for anybody else's mistakes, but I just feel like the whole situation is dirty. But listen to this. Russ is gonna get $40 million to not be a Denver Bronco next year. Uh the way I read it, the contract didn't even necessarily really kick in. Like his actual yeah, deal started. with Denver, it was like it was like a restructure. That's what he's getting paid off now. So it was like hey, an, it was an extension. Him, it was an extension yeah. off his off the current deal that he had. Yeah, he's gonna be like, "Hey, yo, babe, we got forty million. Where you want to live?" Yeah, it's <laughs> and let's be clear. There's a lot of garbage quarterbacking going on. He's gonna ha- have a yeah. job and find a spot. Oh play. yeah, I heard that too. Like Russ is a uh, Tannenbaum saying he's gonna have like a Baker Mayfield. No, Russell Wilson no. will be starting in the NFL next year. Yes. If I'm if there's if there's certain if I'm the Giants if I'm the Falcons if I'm uh 
any the the, the skin the any handful of team the Raiders yeah. yeah come on in dude if how we played this year come on in yeah, I don't want to hear that look at some of the guys that are lining up on Sunday we're trying to make Tommy DeVito a hero out here we're trying to come on man I'm really yeah. interested to see the deal that Kirk Cousins gets I can't wait to he see got, this. When, when's he, when does he play He's, he'll be play, he'll be back for next year will he yeah I think so I mean I don't I'm know Kirk, well we know Kirk's records, paper but... he's not showing up unless the deal is right Guaranteed. Here's my God, God, family, and paper. God, family, guaranteed money. <laughs> guaranteed money. <laughs> Cousins, the money man. God, family, and guaranteed. <laughs> don't play with me. Y'all know what I care about. God, yeah, don't hey, play with me, if man. You're me from the Lord on Sunday. You better be paying me. You better be paying me. <laughs> and I need that Tuesday off. That's I that's need a fact. that Tuesday, dog. I need that family day. Fuck y'all talking about. Yeah. So shout out, Dirk. Shout yeah, out Russ is getting a check, man. Shout out Russell Wilson, man. Hey, listen. Get your, that's why hey, that's why we always say here, what do we tell you every time? Get your money. Yeah. Get your money because they don't care about you. The last thing on this really interesting clause here that if they cut Russell and he gets 40 million from someone else, that, that money goes back to Denver. So that's also really interesting as well. The the minutia I'm, I'm signing for five hundred thousand next year somewhere to make sure they gotta pay me. The minutia of the the NFL deals and guaranteed money and all that shit is so complicated and the cap and the structure of everything, it's really cap expert is a is a real, real thing. All right, let's move over to the MVP discussion. I I came out and said with my chest full and I still believe it, that Brock Purdy deserved to be the MVP favorite at the time. I, I, I would be, I would be, I would go out on a limb and be like, and believe if he closed out the year in a major way, like I believe he will, I still think he should win the MVP. People hate on him so much. It's, I've never seen, uh, t- yo, if, if we're going to be completely 100% real, Big Nick the Quick, I've never seen people hate on a white quarterback that's balling out. I told you this the other day. Like man. this. He- He's getting the black treatment. Brock, Brock Purdy is getting the black quarterback treatment it, in, in the United States of America right I, now. I, I really don't understand why he gets so much hate. I, I really can't understand it because he has been playing some top, top-tier quarterback all treat him like Dak. season long. They treat him like Dak. They treat him like Dak. Dak, bro. They treat him like Dak. They really treat him like he's black. I guess the draft status de- determines that. Yeah, but it's, we, it's, we, we talked about this, though, man. He's it, 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 he's viewed as the game manager by so many people. For a lot of those people, nothing you can do will change their mind. And the fact that he goes out there this weekend and lays an egg like that in a massive game, right? And, and the type of game that's – it was a make-or-break MVP season candidacy-type game. Because if he goes out there and balls out, it's over with, right? You're opening up the tickets on Monday and Tuesday, or you're looking at the lines and the odds are astronomical. So I think that in that spot um, – it was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy for a lot of people who were waiting for this kid to fail, which is ridiculous. But look, we talked about it, man. How long did it take for Brady to shake to uh to shake the the system quarterback thing? Four Super Bowls, five until five people were like, oh yeah, he's okay, he can play. Yeah, the so you the got be- people who have mind. Right. Yeah, he was a system quarterback for at least through two Super Bowls. He was a system quarterback. Maybe by the time he won a third, it's like oh. Maybe yeah, this guy can play. Gonna, I guess he can play a little bit of football, huh? We're not just going out there and programming him. Purdy is the same thing, obviously, to a lesser extent. But there were people who, no matter what they saw this year, weren't going to believe in it, right? And then when something like that happens against the Ravens, it's like, see, we told you. When told the you. going got right. tough at the end of the season, when everybody's supposed to be playing their best football, Brock Purdy lays an egg. Now we can go back to those three losses that they had in the middle of the season. We add all that together, and he's not an MVP. 
And it's like those are the same people who will talk out of their mouth and say, oh, well, but you can't get it done without a quarterback. So, I don't, you know, it, it, it is what it is, man. We here in Chicago who have never seen a quarterback understand what quarterback play, good quarterback play looks like because we very well know what bad quarterback play looks like. And Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. I'm sick of that. Yeah, Sorry, I mean I to agree. take you. I mean to take no, you. No, no, no. That's that, but yeah, that was well. It's said. ridiculous. That's what it is. So that people just aren't going to change their mind. Okay, talk to me. Give me the definition. Give me your definition. If you had a, you voted for MVP, and one yeah. day hopefully we'll get there. We'll we'll, we'll get Man, the saying, we'll get the press vote. status enough where we can vote for MVP. Russ Wilson. What? <laughs> who? What is? What does MVP mean? And what was? What would be your criteria for just an MVP overall? Yeah, I think. Man, and this goes anti-Purdy, but I think you could – it depends on the year, right? Like, if you have a year where – I think it does vary year by year. Like, I don't think the definition of MVP is solid. Um, I think if you have a year where a guy statistically is just far and above everybody else, you think about that Lamar Jackson year, you think about Mahomes' second year in the league, um, you think Newton. about something – yeah, Cam Newton, um, the Tom Brady 50-touchdown year. Like, when you have stuff like that, it's like, hey, this is undeniable, right? Um, but I think in a year like this, where it's just kind of all up in the air, it's like, what guy, if you took them off their team, has the biggest impact as far as like the winning teams, right? So if you took Lamar off the Ravens, what does that look like? If you take McCaffrey off the Niners, what does that look like? If you take Josh Allen off the Bills, what does that look like, right? Um, so I think when you look at it like that, like, unless there's some statistical anomaly where it's like, there's no way we can't, Adrian Peterson's 2000 yard season, right? Stuff like that where it's like there's no undeniable this is the most valuable player, this is the best player in the league this year, you got to start looking at it like, well, what guy is the most valuable player to their team? But to me, that team has to be a winning team. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it, which kind of kills the Purdy thing. A lot of people are like, well, you take that team, you take them well, off that team, and they're still really good. But it's like, are they this good? They're uh, No, they're yeah. not. That's the problem. Like, just, are they this yeah. good? This is the next level of it. There's a ceiling without a good quarterback, and we've seen it in San Francisco. Right, the ceiling is different with a good quarterback. My thing is, if you have the best numbers on the best team, shit's not even a discussion. And last week, no, no, no. If you have the best numbers at the at the most important position on the best team in football, you're the MVP. What 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 are we even? What was even the conversation about? That's what I didn't even understand. He had the best numbers. The team is scared. of Everyone's scared to play San Francisco, except, except Baltimore, apparently. And there was a discussion. Now, you can have the, still the conversation of who's a better team, the Niners or the Ravens. Like, let me ask you that, Nick. Who Who's a better team? Not on a neutral. The Niners or the Ravens? The Niners. I agree, right? I don't know. I don't like, I mean, until the other day. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. in Vegas, the I, I read a tweet that a guy had reached out to a prominent bookmaker in Vegas and said, in the Super Bowl, if you had to make a line right now for Niners versus Ravens, what would the line be? It was like Niners minus two. Sounds so I, I believe the Niners are the best team in football still. I believe they had a really bad game, multiple turnovers, the Ravens' defense is fucking for real, though. Yep. Best linebacker. At a perfect they, time. They have the best two middle line, like inside linebackers in the NFL with Roquan and Queen. Those boys are ridiculous. Yep. And I love, um, I'm blanking on his name. What's my guy? Hamilton from Notre Dame at yep. safety. Cold. Kyle, Kyle Hamilton? Is it? Is that, look that up for me. Kyle, I don't, I, Kyle, 
Kyle Hamilton might be somebody different. Yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think it's Kyle. <laughs> it might not be. Oh, it's Kyle Hamilton. Shout Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, Kyle Notre Hamilton. Dame. Yeah. Boy's cold. Great safety. Big boy yeah. does does everything. I still believe the Niners are the best team in football, and I think right now everybody listening, go print your 49ers NFC tickets. Those boys are coming out of the NFC. Dallas can't fuck with those boys. Philly can't fuck with those boys. And that's it. Who else Who else are we even talking about in the NFC? That could even see them at eye level. Nobody. Yeah. And you're going to have to go to San Francisco. So I still believe you should be betting the Niners to come out of the AFC. For me, if you're the best guy on the best team and have the best numbers, not best guy, but best numbers, best team, and you play the most important position, you're the MVP. I I, I truly believe if, if Brock closes the year strong, and now when you look at the overall performance and scope, he should be the MVP still with the numbers at the end of the year that he's going to put up and the overall perception of his team that he's leading. Well, and I also think that, like, you know, you see this in the NBA way more than you see it in the NFL, and I think that the conversation would be different if the Chiefs were a better team. But there was a time period in the NBA you could literally just say, "Hey, listen, man, LeBron's yeah. the MVP every year." So <laughs> we talk. I don't. We don't need. To, yeah. We don't need to try to find other guys or give us a statistical thing. LeBron's the MVP every single year, and when his teams are winning, like that makes sense. I think if look, man, if this if this Chiefs team is two games better than they are right now, you could tell me that Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the league every single year, right? Because if you take Mahomes off this Chiefs team, they might win negative ball games. Right? <laughs> That'd like, be the, really bad. They, they, the, they, the Bears don't have the number one pick if you take Mahomes off this team. Like, I truly believe that. It's a really good defense and then a bunch of nothing on offense, right? So you can make an argument that every year, like in the definition of MVP, this guy is the league MVP. It's the best player who has the most impact, but it's hard when they're not winning games, which still some they're going to make the playoffs, which, again, speaks to Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I think another thing just on the Mahomes thing is like no one's blaming Mahomes on this, which really speaks to Mahomes and how we'll great get Mahomes. to that. We'll get to no the one AFC is sitting here saying yeah. like Mahomes is the issue, right? Like, um, so yeah, I think you could look at it like that. But in a year like this one, it's going to be safe. I think the safe answer at this point is Lamar. I think it's a quarterback award. Um, I just don't like how they're not trying to give it to one guy, so they're they're defaulting to the next guy. Yeah, just because it's to not give it to Purdy. Yeah, it's, it's to it's, not it's give dirty. it. He, it's he's. Dirty. It's like he they're, does they're the best go- numbers of any quarterback in the league overall. Yes, yes, it's not about Lamar as the MVP and winning. It's like we got to come off this guy at the top. So yeah, Lamar. Is well, how favorite. come Shanahan doesn't get Coach of the Year consideration? He should. All right. So I, I told you about some of the Niners the other day. I think the Niners are looked at as like a program. It's like the Eagles. It's like that's the program. Sirianni's not going to get that love, right? Shanahan's not going to get that love. It's considered an organization thing. So I don't know. It's weird. I haven't heard any Shanahan coach of the year love, which is crazy. If you really don't believe in Purdy, then Shanahan should be your coach of the year. Actually. That's now that's a real conversation. So, okay. You don't, if you don't think Brock Purdy is the MVP, then Kyle Shanahan has to be coach of the year. He's the best coach of all time. Yes. Like that, that, that's actually such a good point. Big Nick. If you don't believe Pat, uh, Brock, if you don't, if you don't believe Brock Purdy is the MVP or should be in contention to win the MVP and never before the Ravens game thought he never even should have been in contention, then Shanahan tickets left and right. Bar none, Kyle yeah. Shanahan should be the coach of the year because he can't say anything else. he's pulling the strings across the board on everything that because Brock can't play, right? So yeah. Kyle Shanahan is yeah, got to be. And, and John Lynch is the GM of the year. It's and gotta, it's gotta be. They, 
all the front office and coaching needs to be getting all the accolades. Stadium, if, stadium of the year, whatever. It doesn't yeah, <laughs> everything. It doesn't matter. Marketing Alter department of the year. Of the it's year. not Brock Purdy. It's everybody but Brock Purdy, then yeah. It's 100 percent right. Uh 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 Shanahan should be your coach of the year. Now, if you want to make an argument that Brock Purdy's not your MVP and Shanahan's not your coach of the year, then yeah, there's there's really I I don't understand how you can make that. It's got to be one or the other. So yeah, hundred percent. But th- that's that's just where they. I'm telling you, I really go back to the Brady thing. There were people who it took a long time to believe. Not us, right? Not us. You watch enough football. Look, you either got a quarterback or you don't. You can't scheme. You can't scheme guys to multiple Super Bowls. You can't scheme guys to multiple wins. You can't scheme guys to multiple fourth quarter comebacks. So go back to the Brady shit and how long it really took. There were people who come to Tampa Bay. Oh, he's going to go to Tampa. He's going to be fucking terrible. Yeah. They just Boy, don't get it. Yeah, it's true. The, the, it's true. The Pats ain't won, ain't won a game since. <laughs> Rick Belichick found out real quick. Yeah, so I be agree. Careful, be careful what you say about these quarterbacks and who is out here moving the needle and who isn't. Because you lose that guy and you start seeing what it looks like. Come be a Bears fan. I'll kill for Brock Purdy right now. I would drive. I would drive to San Francisco right now, nonstop, and go pick up Brock Purdy, turn around, and drive back to have him go be the Bears quarterback. Yeah, it's so, especially at six hundred thousand per. <laughs> you did a step ram before. You can't do shit for six hundred. <laughs> Yo, G Brock, they got Brock in an apartment out there. They got crazy. Brock in an apartment. He's taking an Uber to practice. Me and Brock live in the same size crib right now. Yeah, bro. No, you probably live better than Brock. You look Brock you're broke. And you're in New York. <laughs> I can't even come fuck with you. <laughs> too much of a lifestyle. Oh, that's funny. Come on, so. Shout out, Brock. Brock's man. out here I'm shopping on Prime from- Day. I'm pulling for I'm pulling for I'm pulling for Brock big time. Yeah, shout man. out Brock Purdy. He should hold out too. And yeah, fact. Next week. Like, yeah, oh yeah? Right yeah? I'm cool. Know. Oh, y'all All feel right. like I can play? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Oh, y'all don't think I can play? All right, bet. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey good. Mike. Or Kyle. Uh, uh, not feeling great. That's funny, man. I'll make a Kyle right. stick. Let's close out this NFL talk before we get to the NBA on just a little big picture AFC. Baltimore Ravens number one seed, twelve and three right now. The Dolphins, Browns are number three, man, ten and five with all That's the injuries. That's their coach of the year. Stefanski has been doing his thing. Dude, I had a hot crazy. ass take. Defense is crazy. Two years ago, I said Kevin Stefanski was better than Bill Belichick. People were killing me. Did you I really should say find, this? I should find the clip. Where? I said, Where? Oh, dude, I'll go Here? find the clip. Uh, no, no, no. I said it on uh, on MSG. I uh, said if we're being, not, let's have a real conversation about Bill Belichick. He might be. The sixth or seventh best coach in the NFL right now. I named Stefanski. I named a bunch yeah. of other people, and people laughed at me and were all in my DMs. And it was actually, it was actually the truth. But Cleveland Browns ten and five, Kansas City nine and six. Jacksonville has lost four games in a row, bro. They suck. And I don't know if they're getting enough flack as is. Trevor nice. Lawrence looks extremely mid, mediocre. Mediocre guy. Mediocre. With Not long great. hair. Yeah. Gets it's it's crazy how much criticism he skates away from. Him and Doug Peterson. Um, look, Doug Peterson, we get it. We'll, we'll, we'll sit here and tell you. He called one of the greatest games I've ever seen called in that Super Bowl, but hasn't really done too much since. So yeah, that team's a disappointment. It's a shit division. Um who else is in that division? At the Colts. 
Yeah, the, what do you mean? Colts, Texans, Jags, terrible and, uh, division. the Titans. The Titans, a terrible division. Um, and yeah, they should be they should be running away with that thing. We would think that at this point in Trevor Lawrence's career, he would be in that upper echelon of NFL quarterbacks. He's not. The AFC, the AFC is shaky. It's feeling very Baltimore. You know what it's <laughs> no, go ahead. That's your question. Yeah. Do you think even with all their problems, if you're no, an AFC no, coach, I already know. No, are you about no. to, are you about to talk to me about the Chiefs? Do you want? I'm asking. I'm asking if you're if you put these guys up to a lie detector test and said, "Are you okay seeing Patrick Mahomes right now?" What do you think the AFC coaches are saying? Oh my God, I think a lot of them are saying, "Yeah, I'll tell you." Like I right now, if Kansas City played Cleveland, I like Cleveland. Is he still well, not the scary? You don't think he's the scariest guy in the playoffs? You think that it's it's it's? No, I think he's extremely scary, but. It's very clear they have nothing on offense. Really bad. Zero. And That's he's bad. pressing. The guy has 14 interceptions. Yeah. And it's not his fault. Like he's just pressing. And he's it's not in his one fault. of the, there's no worse it's a position bad to offensive be in. situation. Listen, dude, in life in general, whatever profession you're in, if you are pressing, you're in a bad shape across. And you the called board. the Kelsey shit weeks ago. Like I know it's funny to make a joke out of it, but this guy is not. The same guy. Like he we thought bad. it would be enough to have Holmes and Kelsey. Like there is no Kelsey's looks cooked. Kelsey looks bad, man. They Terrible. look bad offensively, bad. like really, really bad. So I, I can't wait to fade. I because I already know what's going to happen. Kansas City is going to Kansas City is going to be in the playoffs, and someone's going to say, you know, but Mahomes, ha ha ha, he's going to be able to do it. I wouldn't fade Mahomes. They're the champs until they're not. All that bullshit narrative. And I'm going to be so fading them in the playoffs if the numbers right. Gonna be a good, there's going to be a Mahomes, a three point Mahomes bump, three or four gonna, point Mahomes. Yeah, bump. it's going to be wrong. <laughs> the numbers going to be wrong. That team is. You have to believe your eyes at some point in time, and they have been essentially putting up 20 points a game all year. Oh, if they go to Miami. What do you think the number should be, and what do you think the number will be? Just for oh, just the for number of, if they have to go to if they have to go to Miami, I would I would hell no, nah, I won't be that big. If I if, no, if, what should it be is what I'm oh, asking. And then what will it be? What should it be? Six and a, half. A, a full touchdown, seven, Six. seven and a half, maybe seven, seven and a half. Yeah, um, yeah. and people, oh my god, people would bet the fuck and out of the Kansas City. It's gonna Chiefs. be four and a half. It's gonna be like th- it's gonna be like three and a half. Yeah, it's, gonna, gonna, be, it's I'm, gonna be a gift. Yeah, bro, it's gonna be I'm a taking gift. Miami all day long in that spot. So sure. the that market is gonna be because yeah, that's. That's the every casual guy's gonna be like, oh yeah, dude, I'm taking Kansas City, dog, no doubt. The the total would be interesting. The total would be actually interesting. That should be around like 47. 7, 48. And yeah, 47. And that might be a little high because it's it cannot be downplayed how bad offensively and they can't score. The Chiefs have been. So yeah, they can't score. They're one of the worst offenses in the league. Yeah, they're I'm not a believer in them across the board at all. Who are you? Are you are you Ravens? Dude, I mean, how can you not be right now? As we speak today, they have been so good defensively and offensively. They're putting up as a team because they're 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 getting they're putting Lamar in really good field field position spots. The special teams has been really good. They've been putting up thirty plus. Like, they've been putting up thirty plus. How many games in a row has Baltimore put up thirty plus points? Let me see. They've been sensational. Their offense is very very well balanced. The defense is great. All right, tw- they. They put up so, but look, they put, they up, put up twenty three against the Jags. But other if than you that, go, yeah. if you go back to the Lions game, which was week like eight or nine, they put up 
38 on the Lions, who, yep. who were supposed to be the best team in the NFC. They rolled them in Baltimore. They put up 38, 31, 37, 33, 34, 20 against the Chargers because who cares? They don't have to do anything in LA. Then they put up 30, <laughs> then they put up 37 on the Rams. They put yeah. they beat they they then they went to Jack the Jags on national television in a primetime game and put up 23 and beat them 23 to 7, where they easily could have put up 30 in that and game to where and then smacked up the Niners. Yeah, they I, and if we're being honest, they would have put up 30 plus on Jacksonville if Lawrence wasn't turning the ball over left and right. And then they go on national TV on Christmas and roll out San Francisco in San Francisco 33 points. So yeah, they laid they laid them out. It was nasty. They are dangerous. If I had to pick the the, the my power rankings in the AFC right now is it has to be Baltimore, Miami, Buffalo, Buffalo. Even though they and here's the thing with Buffalo though, we talked about that. It's it's a high wire act. Like they almost lost the other day, and that's yeah. it, right? Like Buffalo is literally like. They were very close to the whole thing being over the other day. <laughs> yeah, it was. Right? So, Eastern like, they're stick. just they're just in a they're in a constant elimination game for literally the rest of the year. They're in an elimination game. And it was so I was like, oh, it's over with. This is it. And then they yeah. somehow eke out that victory. Um, so they do they, like, they really do they eke out victories. They, I'll say this. Shaking. There's there's not another team in the league over the last few years that relaxes when they shouldn't relax. Yes. So, like, when the world's against them and they need to show up against the Kansas City Chiefs, they do it. When the world is against them and they need to show up against Dallas, they do it. Now, everyone loves them. They relax. They go out to L.A. and they almost fucking lose. They go down, like, 14 nothing against the Chargers. To Easton <laughs> Stick and the Chargers. It's like they need to be remi- – it's like they start to feel themselves. Well, it's, all, it's that, that's how they start the year. Look at how they start their, 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 their – how they play the beginning of the year. It's like, yeah, let's put ourselves in a position where we have to fight at the end of the year when in reality you're expecting this team to come out the gates and dominate. Right. They lost to the Patriots. They only put yeah. up 14 against the Giants. Exactly right. So it's one of – they're one of those teams where it's like they just fuck around and don't really care. Fuck around. Yeah. yeah, like well, you got to move off that coach, regardless. Unless it, they win a Super Bowl, I'm I'm off of McDermott. I'm off of McDermott. I'm off. that team has had too much talent. You've had a look. They've had a great defense. You've had Josh yeah. Allen at quarterback. You shouldn't be having these problems. You're in a winnable division, right? Yeah, I get Miami has emerged, but there's no more boogeyman of the New England Patriots, and the Jets are terrible. Um, yeah. but you should you should be rolling it with Josh Allen in that situation. Yeah, that's your hardball spot for me. Oh, he might want to be in California. Harbaugh, hold on. Let's talk about this for a quick second before we get to the NBA. Harbaugh is not leaving fucking Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a silent agreement. He's done. He's gone. That's over with. He can't go back. They're good. What, you're saying because of the spying thing? I'm saying, I think because of everything. Nick, I think it's if be a those break. motherfuckers win the national title, you think he's leaving? Are you, a, I, are you crazy? You ever listen to your boy Feinbaum? I don't I don't care what Feinbaum says. If they win the national title, John Harbaugh can rip up his contract, get another one. And why go to the NFL? Because he lost I don't, his brother I in the go Super to the Bowl. NFL. You can do whatever the fuck you want to in college for the rest of your life. Ask John, boy. John Harbaugh's not leaving Ann Arbor, Michigan. He's making too much money. He runs the entire state. He's the governor. Yeah. I think the relationship it doesn't he's make got it people, the relationship with him in the school isn't great, but to your point, yeah, he wins. He's been the what's the third straight year there in the playoff. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, they get at, Michigan, ready to, at Michigan. 
Beating Ohio State every year now. Yeah, he, he been, he's smacking Ohio State. Smacking now. Ohio on, State. Man. That shit's not <laughs> happening, dog. No, man, I'm not going for that. I think he's back for sure. I'm interested to see what happens with this Alabama game. I lean Michigan, but I'm, man, you know, saving. Yeah. Saving with some extra time. Yeah, I like Michigan. It's a, it's a spooky sight. It can be. I'll tell you what I won't be doing is betting it. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm, I'm not giving that. any more. I'm not giving any more college football money. I'm not giving any oh. more playoff money. I'm not giving working too hard out here, here, man. No, it's too much out here. I'm not doing it. I can tell you that. I'll be enjoying <laughs> it. I'll be enjoying it on New Year's Eve with the drink. That's about it. I'm, New, I'm Year's Day. New Year's Day. New, New Year's Day. Day. Uh, whatever yeah, New Year's Day. Whatever it is. Because I actually, you know what, Nick? I'm actually not even going to watch. I might All watch. Right. I might catch the replay or something. Now, I'm going to go to a little uh, Martinez brother set. At, at, in Brooklyn, this shit gonna be rocking New Year's Good Day. Night? Oh yeah, no, during the so, day it's a little six so hours. The set. day, a little day set, a little day set. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I'll, I like be, I'll be, you know, what I'm saying I'll be in bed by about eleven. I was I'll gonna say, is this work, like the thirty? This is like the thirty, thirty plus vibe, thirty five plus vibe. vibe. People there, older so, vibe. Let's hey, listen, man. New Nighttime Year's is Eve? overrated, bro. New Year's I'm, Eve. I'm, I'm good. I'm in the crib. Me and the lady go. Are you cribbing? Cribbing. No, it's okay. Hey, bro, New Year's Eve is a young man's game out there. Don't even, yeah, listen. Bro, it's a it's a racket. To say the least, if I'm not black tying, I'm not yeah. like, nah, not bro. Yeah, I'm not, not going to a not bar happening. and yeah, yeah. $250 Hell, to get in there Hell and get, a, get, a, get some chicken tenders and a beer. Yeah. It helps <laughs> It helps that I have to work. Uh, the Knicks play New Year's Day in the afternoon. So I got to uh, work that in the morning, and then I'm going to go to that DJ set after that. But yeah, bro. Last time I went out on New Year's, I think Cody was in town. This was like 10 years ago. We uh we did like a little bar package and everything. Yeah. Tried to catch an Uber home. Oh, was it the surge, the surge, the surge was 12x. <laughs> it was gonna cost six hundred dollars to get home. I don't live, I don't live far, I don't live that far from downtown. It's eleven miles. It's gonna cost six hundred dollars, bro. We end up getting some dude. I want to like, we end up getting some dude's car, paid him forty dollars, he drove us to the crib. Like, hey, bro, I, I would 40. never do nowadays. Like he's like, y'all looking for an Uber? He's like, I'm an Uber driver, but I'm off duty. I was like, bro, we'll <laughs> like I was like, well, I'll give you fifty dollars because it was either that or like I'm getting a hotel, like six hundred dollars. Yeah, facts. Facts. <laughs> yeah. So that's when I realized, like, yeah, I'm never coming. I'm never ever. To your point, like if it's a black tie, I'm staying at the hotel downtown. Yeah, like, I do want to organize something that, for I'm us good. one year, like some black tie. Should be hard. Do it at the crib. Black tie at the crib. No, I'm talking about like we we could do some real player shit at least once, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. For before sure, we sure. before we before we kick the can, we gotta lose stuff out one New Year's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that shouldn't happen. funny. Yeah, get the hotel or something or yeah. No, nah, it'll be fun either way. I have this bar, or we could do like a New Year's Day brunch. That's probably the play. I would love that New Year's Day brunch. Then watch yeah. then watch ball. That that's probably I'm part of being outside the house at midnight on New Year's Eve. I'm good. Yeah. All right, let's go to the NBA, man. Got the 10, 15 Day. minutes here. Yeah, so I'll say Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day is terrible. I just want to I want to pull pose an easy, fun question to Big Nick the Quick. Big Nick the Quick. What do you want out of your point guard on your basketball team? And then because there, there's I guess there's two different styles, right? It all depends on the roster construction, because the 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 new age point guard is a bucket. Yeah. But uh, who, talk to me about your favorite type of point guard, and then we'll get into who the best point guard in the NBA is. And I'm, I, I want to talk about Jalen Brunson and a few other guys. Yeah, I think the new age point guard is my favorite type of point guard. The lead guard that that has to make that decision between scoring and assisting. Some guys tend to score a little bit more. Some guys are a little bit more assist heavy. But 
I think that old school, like back you down, John Stockton type point guard is kind of out. There's a few guys who could do it that way. Um, but I like the new age, new age kind of put the ball in my hands and let me make the decision. So like when I talk about, I feel like a guy like Shea is probably is much more on the scoring side of that, right? Like he gives you five, six assists a game, Steph, those type guys, right? Then you have your extreme, which would be like a Halliburton, where Halliburton has no problem scoring, but he would rather get you 12, 13 dimes. Um, I think you're Chris Paul type guy of, I'm the type of guy who could give you 30, but I'd rather slow the game down and dictate it like that. It's a dying breed. So give me that dynamic guy who makes a decision. Give me what Kobe White's becoming. Shout out Kobe White. Shout out Kobe White. No, for real though. But like, that's, that's kind of what I look at. Like, yeah, maybe not the traditional sense of, you know, your point guard who's going to go out there and, and just read defenses and, and, and run all these sets and all that. But a guy who kind of does both. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. I agree. I think that's the the new age is a lot of fun. And I just want to talk about individual guys. I watched SGA. I've watched SGA a bunch. First of all, if you're not watching the Thunder, you don't love hoops because they have a whip over there. Last night, I wish I had the clip. I'm going to send it to you, Nick. I don't know if you caught the game. Chet Holmgren was playing pick and roll, lock up pick and roll D at the top of the key. Baited Jalen Brunson to throw Julius Randle a lob at the basket. He, I actually don't know if it was Julius Randle, I, I, Julius Randle or not. I can't remember who was at the rim. But Chet was playing pick and roll D at the top of the key. Brunson threw a lob. Chet Holmgren rolled off the pick and roll D and slapped the lob attempt off the glass. And I said, oh, He's good. this fucking guy is different on the defensive end. He's, watched, playing, he's playing pick and roll D, rotated off the pick and roll D, and is blocking shots at the rim. And then you got a trigger man in SGA whose footwork is ridiculous. No one speeds him up. He gets where he wants to get to. Like, let me ask you this, Nick. What is SGA's best quality? Like, his footwork's good. His finishing is good. Yeah. He's good. He's really good at a lot of things, though. Like, yeah, and he, he's and not he like does it, in, he does it without a consistent three point jump shot, which is kind of crazy because he's still pretty young and could could theoretically get better at that. But yeah, I think it's he's just a smart scorer, is what it is. He could get to the line. He knows how to get to the line. Yeah, his footwork is good. He's just overall his offensive game is phenomenal. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to even explain his he's, his game is so well rounded. SGA Shakers Alexander. If anybody thought that first team all NBA last year was a fluke, it was not. He is an absolute monster right now when it comes to pulling the strings for the Thunder. And they got Jalen Williams, who scored 30 plus last night. J Dub. I mean, they have a really good solid squad. player, too. Giddy, Giddy is good. I told you, I've said all the time, I saw Giddy in person. It, it, he was one of those guys. It took a few minutes, and I was like, okay, this guy's legit. Watching yep. Chet this year, I watched 10 minutes of Chet to start the season. I was like, yep, we're good. You know, like yep. you just kind of see it. Yeah, have a really nice team, uh, well coached by was it Diagonal? Gets no credit. Yeah, my, yeah, Mike. He's Diagonal, second, whatever. He's second in coach of the year, though, is he? after Finch. Oh, Chris quietly, Finch yeah. is one. Yeah. yeah, he's two. They're both tied. Um, plus yeah, 200 so, for coach of the yeah, year. Yeah, definitely shout out to him. When we talk about Shea, like I said, uh, got to the line 11 times per game last year, nine times per game this year. Smart scores. Look at Jimmy Butler. If you're a guy who doesn't necessarily have the best jumper in the world, figure out how to get to the line shoot at an 80% clip, and that's seven or eight points a game right there that you're going to be getting every single night. 
right? Like that's our frustration that we talk about like a guy like Tatum. Tatum is Tatum should be elite at getting to the line. He still is not elite at getting to the line for whatever reason. He's gotten better throughout his career. But if I'm Tatum, Tatum should be in line nine or ten times a game. Add that in with his jump shooting. You're talking about a guy who's going to be putting up 35 a game. Um, so, yeah, SGA just understands how to score. Thunder have a great young team. When you start talking about some of these point guard type guys, also Jalen Brunson's another guy who you see a lot in New York. Jalen Brunson just makes the right play. Play in, play out. Jalen Brunson just makes the right decision. He's right? so good, man. He's so good. He's and I think so I posted good. this to you the other day. It was like, hey, are we at a point? I asked you, I was like, would you rather have Brunson or Lillard? And you, you still went with Lillard, but in my head, I'm like, it's close. It's very, it's closer than you would think it would be if I would have asked this question 12 months ago. Certainly before he came to the Knicks, it's way closer than you would have yeah. thought if we had that conversation. He was still on Dallas. So it's just like, yeah, you look at a guy like Brunson, like, I'll take that. Is he your traditional point guard? Absolutely not. But he's going up there and making the right decision. And then you put him in a system with Thibodeau, and we all know how Tibbs plays. Give me one point guard who does every. I don't care about offensive basketball. Give me a point <laughs> guard who can go in there and make the right decisions. This is a man who was winning with Nate Robinson and John Lucas III. He just needs one guy who could score and kind of shoulder the offensive load, and then everything else is defensive oriented. So it's working out perfect. You look at a guy like it's that. It's funny you say that though, right now. But like the la- the Knicks' last ten games, number five oh. in offensive rating. Yeah. Oh, they're since great, they yeah. lost Mitch, they've been, they're in a situation now where they're an offensive first team and yeah. an overs basketball Changes team. It's actually it's actually really interesting. It's, it's something that needs to be addressed on on the roster side. But I they have no size. The do. front Clint court, Capella, Clint the, Capella. Call for Clint Capella right now if you are the New York Knicks. He is very gettable, and he fits your role, right? You just need a rim-running big who can block shots and grab rebounds. Low you need Mitchell to Robinson. That, to fill in that Mitchell Who's Robinson out? spot, right. Capella's available. And guess what? Next year, I think you get him next year at $19 million, which is more Mitchell Robinson insurance because Robinson's always hurt. I like that deal. I, I literally, I go. you should go upstairs when you go to work this week and be like, hey, guys, <laughs> Capella, Clint, find him. Um. But, yeah, no, they have been. But ultimately, you know how Tibbs wants to play, right? Like, Tibbs would rather grind you out defensively and just, you know, do what you got to do on offense. Uh, but they're adapting. But you look at that. You look at Luka, right? Like, Luka's not a traditional point guard, but Luka's the fucking point guard on that team. Especially without Kyrie. Luka's the point guard on that team. No question. And he is powering them to victories and has changed that entire team, right? And it's not, it's not like he's clearly changed something this year, right, to where what he's doing is contributing to more winning than it was the last couple of years. So, like, yeah, man, I mean, I think you – there's no longer that uh, that in-the-box point guard. It's funny, man. I was talking about Barber, and he was like, is Steph Curry the greatest point guard of all time? And in my head, I want to be like, no. But I'm still thinking, I'm yeah. like, he's one of the greatest players of all time, and he's a point guard. So it's like, yeah, you can have this conversation, but it's like, this you is still don't the think classic. of him as your, as your old school. Like, you can't put him, you put him up against Magic, or you put him up against Stockton. You, it's like, no, it's a different player. And he's you know not, my cop-out, Nick? You know my cop-out? I just say, oh, no, he's one of the best guards. Yeah, <laughs> you're like point guard. He's best guard though. One of the best guards. Well, like it's like it's the same thing with two guards. How many true two guards are there? Right, like Booker. Well, not even anymore. Now they move Booker yeah, more to like being a point guard, right? But he was yeah. a true two. Who are like Levine? That, Levine, the two, true a, a black hole. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> really? Like your true twos are black holes. If you can't do both, Clay Thompson is a true two. In his, no. in his prime was a true two. He was a, he's a no, in guy. his prime, he was like a true. Yeah, I guess he was a he was a three. shooting wing. Yeah, he's a shooting wing. Yeah, because they could play Iguodala and they do a bunch. Of, but like yeah. your actual true two guard, like yeah, it, 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 it's there's not that many of those guys. Dwayne Wade, right? Like D Wade was like a true two. Um, Norman so it's Powell, different man. Shout out Norman Powell. 
Norman Powell's just a bucket, bro. Anywhere. Yeah, she's got a bucket right now. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think it's guards. It is guards. It's guards and wings, man. That's like guards, wings, and bigs. No more yeah. forwards. No more. No, it's guards, wings, and wings bigs. And, and that's bigs. what the NBA is about. If you're yeah. constructing your team, I want guards, wings, and bigs. Yeah, that's it. Nick, Luka Doncic's point prop last night was 37 and a half. What do you have? 40? Yeah, he had like he had like I think he had I think he, I'm pretty sure he covered the number. He's covered in like eight or nine. He scored 38 plus offensively. It's a different level. He's at a different level. He could score at will. No one can slow this guy up, especially when he's knocking down jump shots. 39 less, which night. he has been. To look down the barrel of a 37 and a half point player prop and it's juice to the over at some shops is crazy. And His he's been December covered. numbers are absolutely insane. They're absurd. His December he's he's damn near averaging 40. He's averaging like 40 with 10 and 10. What is he averaging yeah. for real in December? Uh, all like I have 30. is just like his last, like, but I mean, I'll give you the numbers. 35, 33, 39, 40, 38, 28, 39, 50, 39. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Luka Doncic's game log in December. He's averaging 34, 11 assists, 9 rebounds in December yeah. this year. 37.4 points per game, Luka Doncic. In December, <laughs> on forty on forty percent from three, forty nine percent from the floor. So different, different type of dude. Any thoughts on? We're leaving out Trey Young. As much as I don't really love Trey Young's game, he's been going he's crazy off. down in Atlanta. But did you watch Mr. Bull the other day though? Yeah, I did. At the towards the end, Stacy so, King, Stacy King was just gonna have a heart attack watching Trey Young. Trey Young puts up some bad shots, man. That's what it is. I, I would hate playing with him. Edder was on this like day one. He had the best quote. He said, Trey Young seems like an asshole to play with. Yeah, and he did. He's been, he's been saying that for like almost five years. Years. He plays like an yeah. asshole. Like, he really does play like an asshole. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I think that uh, that thing is – that's just a stuck situation. I think commercially Trey Young makes a lot of sense for them. They make a lot of money off having Trey Young there. I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you on the spot before we get out of here. Who's the best point guard in the NBA right now? Is it? Is it? Is it? Regardless of if you think he's a point guard or not, well, he's listed as a point guard. So Steph, SGA, Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson, Luka. Yeah, Luka's got to be right there. I'll tell you who's who's on their way though. Um, he could stay. He could stay playing. John Morant. Four or five games that John's been back. You see why uh, it's a completely different team with them, but. We could have a whole another hour-long discussion about everything that seems to come along with that because what a fucking idiot. Just what an idiot. I, I just, I don't. You have to be extremely careful and he, I, it's just not. Pops is not registered. Pops is fucking blacked out at the game again. Like, hey, bro, stay at home. Go up in the booth, go in the box, stay at home. Like, somebody's got it. Yeah, I don't get it. Shooting guns into the, that was so fucked. I don't know. I don't and then the, And then it was. Why are you talking they, to these people? Then they talked about it was it's just a dance from New Orleans. It's like I don't, bro, do I don't it. give a fuck don't where it's from dance. or who it do, is. Do the great. Any, anything that looks like you potentially shooting a gun or making the hand gestures, it's out, bro. Can't yeah, if, if I'm job showing up to the arena, I'm playing and I'm going home. I like just there's no re- you're all don't play with these people, man. 
<laughs> Silver has already shown you, like, don't don't fuck around. Like, you're on the radar. So, like, yeah. But I, I think, like, again, like, he, to me, is the perfect combination because he's a table setter. But when it's time for him to score, like, he really will take over the game like a true number one scorer. But I don't oh, see him as selfish. He's, like, he's a peer. He's a point guard. He's averaging 20 points per game since he's come back in the paint. Yeah. yeah. That's like Shaq type shit. But he's still no gives guards you nine, average, No yeah. guards average 20 points per game in the paint. 100%. And John Morant is doing that since he's come yeah. back in the NBA. Uh, I bet I'm John Morant. <laughs> Spring is out my city. <laughs> For Big Dick the Click, I am your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Tell a homie to tell a friend. Download on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll see y'all next week.